0: Hi there. Welcome to Crazy Good God. I'm Nancy Teague, and thank you for listening. To learn more about me, the podcast, and the list of platforms that you can hear me on, please go to crazygoodgod.org. Okay, let's get into the good stuff today. The previous episode, number three, I shared the word I heard in 2001 during intercessory prayer and this unusual compunction to want to cry, even though I felt just fine. So in the midst of that compunction to cry, he softly said to me, you don't get it. With that statement, I also felt his sadness for me and others. At least that's what it felt like. Today, now, I understand why he was sad. He was not disappointed, frustrated, angry. He was just sad because we truly don't know who he really is. We have put limits on his goodness and kindness. It amazes me as I reflect back that he would explain the it three years later in 2004 in a dream and give me a vision, an image in the dream. And yet, in my ignorance, and my shallow understanding of him, I really couldn't see at the time that he was explaining the it that he had told me I didn't get back in 2001. Now, this is an aside here in terms of uh, dreams and visions you might have. In the Hebrew culture, dreams and visions were one and the same. A vision can happen when you're wide awake, A vision can be in a dream. And of course, dreams are when we are asleep. Here's a tip in hearing God. If you have dreams, visions, words that you get, get in the habit of writing them down, keeping a journal, include the date and the time if you happen to notice it. Of course, most dreams are fleeting and sometimes they are a way that God's almost designed for us to release things that we've been dealing with in life. Now, those dreams that are, let's say, in your face, like you remember clearly, it really helps to record those. Even if you don't fully understand what the dream means or that he is even talking to you in that dream. It's amazing to me over decades, now I can look back, years and years later, he would bring Around a dream, a word, a vision that He had given me, and they fit in perfectly with something He's showing me today. So here's to encourage you on these delayed understandings. They are just part of God's economy. And you know what you discover in His delays? When it finally comes to pass, you will say, That was worth the wait, and His timing was perfect. Okay, here's the dream I had in January of 2004 at 2 a.m. I'm fast asleep and I hear him say, it's about relationship. It's about relationship. Draw close. Draw close. And then I had a vision. I saw two concentric circles, a circle within a circle, two of them side by side. The inner circles were perfectly touching the outer circles. It woke me up. My immediate thoughts were, oh yes, relationship. Yes, I need to work on my relationship with God. Now my ingrained, traditional, religious processing kicked in. And here's what happened. Well, I just have to read the Word, the Bible more. I need to study more. I need to press in more, worship more often, pray more. Well, wear me out, I was a works-oriented believer, and maybe some of you can relate. Now, I find this really intriguing, that in 2001, God gave me the word, while I am wide awake, you don't get it. Three years later, in 2004, I'm fast asleep, and he speaks another word to me, Plus gives me a vision, an image, a picture, to clarify his point about the it. Now, I guess I can chuckle on this one because since I'm an artist, maybe he thought the image would help me get it. Hey, remember when the old saying, a picture is worth a thousand words. So it's about relationship. It's about relationship. Draw close, draw close. Two concentric circles side by side did I get it? Nope. And it wasn't until 2012, and slowly unfolding over 10 years, he began to show me the it. And you know what this says, besides me being caught up in religious traditions and teachings of man, and thinking I know just what I need to do to figure something out, if it comes to God. And by the way, just check out Colossians 3.8, when I refer to traditions, and teachings of man. So the point being here, we cannot fault ourselves for having traditions ingrained in us. He doesn't fault us for that. He sees that little obstacle. But in him and for him, it's not an obstacle. But most importantly, this shows how patient and faithful God is. He doesn't judge us. He understands our limitations, and he's not going to tell us something or begin to unfold something and just leave us hanging out there forever. He loves to perfect the work he began in each one of us. Now, why do you think he repeated himself? Perhaps some of you know the verse, Let every fact be confirmed by two or three witnesses. Now, that's a good measure to use before moving forward on anything in your life. Me, in the past, I would just charge on down the road, and as my husband used to say, 10,000 wild horses can't drag you away when you make up your mind. There can be a positive side to that and a negative side. Believe me. Well, in 2004, my thinking was, oh, uh, it's repeated, two or three witnesses. Okay, this must be important. He said it twice. But again, do you think I knew how important it was? No way, not a clue. Little did I realize that our definition of relationship is different than God's. And he was okay with my cluelessness way back then, and laugh out loud, even going forward. But what he planned to do was rock my boat, starting in 2012, He would challenge me, offend me, confuse me, enlarge me, put me in wonder of him in many ways. I survived that 10-year time, and there were the ups and downs with it, but I know I'm richer and freer because of that journey. The stunning fullness of the gospel, Jesus' finished work, is a mystery, and it's beyond our mind's comprehension. It has to come by revelation, and it begins in our spirit and works its way up into our mind, our understanding. And believe me, the Holy Spirit is at work in you. So even now in 2022 and forever, I know there will be depths to explore about his relationship with us. We will all be exploring more astonishing depths. Relationship, it's at the heart of the good news. We came from relationship, we were made for relationship, not distance, not separation. Relationship is the essence of the Trinity. We are inseparably connected to them, to their relationship of love, of giving, of enjoying, of delighting. The concentric circles vividly illustrate that. And you're going to see these wondrous depths of truths as we go along. So let's look now at what we have traditionally done with relationship. Here's what we think or ask. We know we are sinners, wretched. And you know what? Sometimes we even judge others as being more wretched. But is that who God sees us to be? We ask, well, what is the requirement to get this relationship with God? Or we tell other people there's a requirement. There's things you have to do to get this relationship. And our constant thinking is, what do we need to do? Hey, we could be like Peter when he saw Jesus on the Mount of Transfiguration hanging out with Moses and Elijah. Hey, let's make tabernacles. And so Peter's running around trying to make this happen. And what did God say? This voice came out of heaven. And the father said, this is my son, listen to him. In other words, don't do, just listen to the living word. Now we could also ask, well, can this relationship be severed if we do something bad? What are the exclusions to this relationship? And how do I know if the relationship is on solid ground? So we worry, 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 fear, fear, fear. Guilt ourselves, guilt ourselves, guilt ourselves. And of course, other people are really good at heaping guilt on us. It's really very sad. Have you ever thought about these qualifiers we've added? And you know why we add the qualifiers? Because we are a have-to-do-something people. And because of that mindset and that bent, you know what we've made? a transactional relationship with God. And the result of doing this, we make him small with all our qualifiers and conditions. Just think about that. You know, in fact, there was a couple of months ago, I was mulling over the things he has shown me over these last 10 years. And Just gratitude was just welling up in me. And all of a sudden, it dawned on me what I had done with Jesus. And this is what I said to myself. I had made Jesus small. I had made Jesus small. I didn't feel condemned when I had that feeling. But it was almost like, wow, that's what I did all those years. I loved him. I served him. I ministered in his name. I saw him do stuff. But overall, he was small compared to what he has shown me now. I believe these are the relationship questions that God wants us to ask and search out. What kind of relationship is it, God? Well, when did it start? How did it start? Why did it start? Who started it? And we will be exploring answers to these questions in other episodes. It is amazing how the concentric circles image, vision, the God-given picture that he gave me, sums up his definition of relationship. Those circles perfectly touching each other inside, the circle inside the circle, perfectly touching, no Gap, no space. It sums up his relationship with his son. It sums up Jesus' relationship with us, the Father's relationship with us, the Holy Spirit connection to us, and our relationship with them. It sums up the proximity of humanity with God, the proximity of the Trinity with the cosmos. Ye gads, how huge is this little image and what it points to. It silently points to something so wonderful, so wondrous, that we can't even come up with the words to truly explain it. Now, the Lord, even in 2020, gave me another word while I was awake, and I heard him say, it's an inside job. Now, Don't those concentric circles fit that word? It's an inside job. Let's consider the concentric circles and how they also confirm his other word to me in that dream when he said, draw close, draw close. The connection is tight. And we just don't see it, or we can't see it, because tradition and teaching of man has drilled into us distance. James says in 4.8, Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Now, isn't it interesting that James is telling sinners to draw near? Draw near in the Greek means extreme closeness, to join one thing to another. And it's not like we do this first, then God does this. He has always been close, and that's what we haven't understood. God is into mutuality. He wants us to see and be a mutual relational dynamic of drawing close, of extreme closeness. I think we'd be surprised if we'd just turn around and we'd see, you would see, you are face to face with the one who made you and has loved you with an everlasting love. The next episode, in number five, we're going to look at, in more depth, our thinking, our mindsets, that he is a distant God and man is separated. And and what does that mean? What do we think that means? I think we'll be surprised at our thinking and his thinking. List to you and never forget He is absolutely crazy about you.